It's Sunday, May 9th, and we want to welcome you to the Winkler Berktaller Mennonite Church service. As we worship the Lord this morning, we celebrate Mother's Day. It is a time that we honor our mothers for their noble calling and their faithfulness in pouring their lives into the children God has given them. And this morning's message is entitled, The Powerful Influence of a Mother. Come and join us as we honor our mothers together.
Welcome to the Winkter Bertheller Mennonite Church worship service. We are so glad that you could join us. I would like to express a special thanks to Abe and George for their musical prelude, and they will be serving us during the worship service and also provide the postlude. With the COVID limitations now in place, we will not have in-church services until further notice, but are continuing to show our services on Valley Cable, and you can also watch the services on the Internet. For further details, check the church bulletin, please. Today is Mother's Day. Let's not forget to take a moment and recognize a very special person in our life, our mothers. In Proverbs 31, verse 28, it says, Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. And what a coincidence The tulips at the south church entrance are now in bloom, radiantly showing the love of God in full color, just in time for Mother's Day. Now for a brief update in our bulletin on happenings in the church. Tina Hildebrandt received her wish and was moved to the Salem home here in Winkler last Sunday. Anne Fraze, Mrs. Harry Fraze, passed away April 30th at Salem Home. And Peter L. Friesen passed away May 3rd. He was the husband to Rita Friesen, uh, the brother-in-law, pardon me, the brother to John L. and Anne Friesen, Abe Abe L. and Helen Friesen, and brother-in-law to Elma Friesen. Darlene Dirksen is now recovering from a foot surgery. Pray for good healing there. And our missionaries for this week are Don and Char App. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord, that you are our God, that you are in control, and we can be secure in your care. Lord, we know that you are full of grace and unceasing love. Thank you that you hear us when we bring our concerns before you. Inspire us to pray unceasingly, with grateful hearts, seeking wisdom, unity, and peace. We now give you thanks for answering the prayers for Tina Hildebrandt and her placement in Salem. We pray for the families of Aunt Fraze in her passing and the passing of Peter L. Friesen. We remember in prayer his wife, Rita, and her families. May your assurance and nearness give them comfort in their loss.
We pray for successful healing for Darlene Dirksen as she recovers from her surgery. Lord, we pray for our missionaries as they struggle to serve you during these turbulent COVID times. We pray that their work continues to be to your honor and glory. We praise you in appreciation for our mothers as we celebrate Mother's Day. And we pray that you provide Pastor Dean with a special message for us. We thank you and give you praise, our Heavenly Father. Amen.
Thanks to John Lepke's editing, the Missions Committee is presenting a montage of pictures and video clips sent to us by Emmanuel Mainza. So, who is Emmanuel Mainza? Our church has been providing support to Emmanuel for about 40 years. Some of us don't even know who he is or how this came to be. Well, John and Pat Pankratz and family, formerly of our church, were working with MCC in Zambia back in the early 80s. They heard of a community of blind persons living in their area. On a weekend excursion, they sought them out. They found a community suffering from river blindness, which is caused by a parasite in the water. Emmanuel, a child of blind folks, was working as an educator in the community. The Pankratzes saw the needs and connected them with resources back here at home. We have supported the different needs and projects over the years. Over time, Emmanuel has transitioned from teacher to preacher. Some of the last funds we sent went to putting a roof over their church. Now they're praying for walls. In the name of Jesus, tell your neighbor, my neighbor, I'm here because of the purpose of God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Uh, our Bible reading for today, I need an interpreter. Hallelujah. Our Bible reading today is taken from the book of Mark 9, verse 23. And our title for today is Prayer.
is for every individual Christian. We are not called to remain idle in the church. We are not called just to sit in the church. My brother, you and me, we have got a purpose. Others are called to encourage one another. Others are called to go and evangelize. Others are called to teach in the church. Others are singers in the church. Today's scripture reading is from Proverbs chapter 30, first, starting with, uh, with verse 10 through the ch- 31st. A wife of noble character who can find, she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of, of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool of flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from far afar. She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets out about her work Vigorously, her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that their trading is profitable, and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies the merchants with sashes, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instructions is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her has- husband also and he praises her. Many women do noble things but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised, give her the reward she has earned, and let her work 
Works bring her praise at the city gate. Thus far the reading of scripture. James Dobson is a noted author and founder of Focus on the Family and Family Talk Radio Broadcast. Each year he receives thousands of letters about child rearing. Here are two of his favorite. One lady wrote to him to tell him this story. One day she had put her six-month-old baby boy on the floor in the baby room to play with his little sister. She then went across into across the hall into the next room to make a phone call. Noticing that it had become very quiet, she went to see what was happening, only to find both of them gone. She quickly went down the long hallway, turned the corner, and went into her daughter's room. There she found both of them on the, uh, on the floor. The mother then said to her little daughter, Mummy told you never to pick up your baby brother and carry him because you could drop him and hurt him. The little girl said, I didn't. Well then, how did you get him here? The little girl replied, I rolled him. The second letter came from a lady who was having problems controlling her four-year-old daughter. So she went out and picked up a book by James Dobson, Dare to Discipline. The next couple of days, this mother began reading the book and putting into practice some of the disciplinary measures with great results. However, on the third day, she came into the bathroom in the morning only to find her four-year-old trying to flush Dare to Discipline down the toilet. This little girl knew that this recent book was to blame for the new techniques her mom was using on her. I'm sure if we were to ask each mother who is listening this morning their, about their favorite stories about child rearings, they would have a dozen or more stories to tell. Bringing up children in this world and raising them is one of the most complex and challenging tax tasks in the world. a matter of fact, I think more than anything, it is harder today than it is in the past. It is genuinely the noblest and highest calling of God, or God has given women, the compar- in comparison to any other occupation, the honorable task of motherhood outweighs them all. This morning is Mother's Day. It is a day that we set aside to honor our mothers for all that they have given and done for us. However, it is also a day to realize that if it hadn't been for our mother's love, encouragement, and firmness, we wouldn't have come as far as we have. And maybe for, uh, maybe we wouldn't even be here today. In honoring our mothers this morning, we want to take a close look at a message entitled, The Powerful Influence of a Mother. It's found in Proverbs chapter 31, verses 1 through 9. I would ask that you'd bow your heads with me, and let's pray as we open the service, this message together. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the mothers that you have given us. Lord, you have blessed us in such a way and created man and woman that they would have children. And then the woman, as she would... Um, be the uh, one who would begin to raise the child when 
that child is so small, and then also the father to accompany. But Lord, we realize that you have given and endowed a special blessing upon each mother as they bring them up in the fear of the Lord. I pray, Father, now that each of us would have thankful hearts for the mother you have given us. And Lord, we pray for each mother who is raising children today, that your hand would be upon them and that you would give them strength, wisdom, and knowledge that they would be able to raise their child in the right way. Now I pray, Father, that as we go into this message, that you would give us new wisdom and new understanding about what it means to be a mother and what it means to bring up children in the fear of the Lord. For this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. The powerful influence of a mother, found in Proverbs chapter 31, verses 1 through 9, and also various verses that I will be looking at. Starting at verse 1 of Proverbs 31, the sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle his mother taught him, O my son, O son of my womb, O son of my vows. Do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave beer, lest they drink and forget what the law decrees and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Give beer to those who are perishing, white to the, uh, wine to those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. The first thing that we can learn about this king's mother is that first, number one, she is a mother of prayer. Yes, she is a mother of prayer. King Lemuel's mother was a person who feared the Lord. At some time, whether it was before his birth or whether Lemuel was a small boy, she vowed him to the Lord. In other words, she made a commitment that she would raise him in the fear, instruction and admonition of the Lord. And now that she had dedicated him to, to God, she was quick to remind him of her vows before God. There can be no doubt that this mother knew the power of prayer. Throughout this child's life, she prayed. She prayed before or shortly before his, after his birth or she or, or as she committed him to the Lord. She prayed as she raised him because she needed the strength and the guidance in fulfilling her vows. And now she continued to pray to him. Pray to the Lord as she instructed her son who became a young king. Have you noticed that this mother's prayer and concern just didn't end with one prayer before he was born or when he was in adolescence, but she prayed for him and gave him instructions throughout his adulthood. She was concerned for him all the time. Rob Parsons is a founder and chair of the organization called Care for the Family in the UK. 
In a marriage seminar called Marriage Matters, he tells this story. Maybe perhaps you've heard this story, but as a, as a, as humor, but it is a true story. He tells the story that he was talking with a lady who was 95 years old. And then she said to him, I can finally relax and quit worrying about my son. Rob replied, why is that? She said, I finally got him into an old folks home. Yes, prayer is vital and we must never stop praying for our children as this lady was concerned for her children. Hannah was the mother of Samuel and he is another example or his mother is another example of one who prayed for her son. And Samuel turned out to be one of the greatest prophets of Israel. John MacArthur in his book, Twelve Extraordinary Women, states this. Listen closely. We first encounter Hannah when Israel was in desperate need of a great leader and a great man. Hannah became the woman whom God used to help shape that man. Samuel proved to be the one who could fill that leadership void. His character bore the clear stamp of his mother's influence, even though he left home, um, he left home at such an early age. Close quote. Wow. Her story of how she had committed her child to the Lord is recorded in the first two chapters of 1 Samuel. Hannah was the wife of Elkanah, and some and for some reason the Lord had closed her room. And one day, with a heart that was breaking, she came before the Lord. And this is what she said in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow saying, O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. Close quote. The scriptures tell us that God honored that prayer. Then in verse 20, it says this. So in the course of time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. Then Hannah kept her son for approximately three to four years until she weaned her son, according to that culture. She took her young boy to the temple where he served with Eli the priest. When she did this, she said this, So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. He will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Every Christian mother must realize that the most important thing she can do is to pray and surrender her child to the Lord. Long before she prays, or long before she bathes this child in prayer, the child must be bathed in prayer. We must realize that Hannah did not have much time to spend, only three or four short years, yet she had the most powerful influence on her child's life. She had done all that she could, and it was enough. 
Many years ago, I was watching a morning talk show. The individual being interviewed had done much research on the sinking and the exploration of the Titanic. And I'll never forget what he said. This is what he said. Although there weren't enough light boats for everyone, they all were able to be filled to capacity because there were only a few men in the bottom of the ship who stuck to their jobs. They went down with the ship. These men remained faithful at the post, stoking the furnaces to produce the electricity to give power to the lights. This enabled the rest of the people to see that they could get into the lifeboats. If they had quit their essential tasks, hardly anyone would have made it onto the lifeboats. Close quote. Likewise, every mother and grandmother who prays for her child or grandchild is in the darkest times provides the light that will enable their children to walk faithfully with the Lord. All may seem lost at times, but a faithful mother praying for her children can change the course of the world and also eternity. Now, the second thing we learn about the powerful influence of a mother is that not only does she pray, but she instructs. That's the second thing that we learn about a mother of influence. She instructs. Notice these great, tremendous, and wise sayings that this king had penned were not his own. They were that of his mother's. Just imagine a mother has a unique and an awesome responsibility to teach her child the building blocks of life. A godly mother can teach her child anything she wants. And she has the privilege of instilling things in this child's life that matters to her and her values. If you are a mother today, don't let anyone else take and do that for you. Don't surrender this God-given task to anyone else. It is the most excellent, essential, and the most important and noble calling in all the world. Today, many people believe that they can let their children listen to everyone and then let them make an educated decision what they want to believe. There is such great danger in this because there are laws and principles that God has ordained. And when they are broken, they can be severe, there can be severe consequences not only for this lifetime, but in the lifetime to come. Also, when mothers take time to instruct and play and pray with her, uh, with their children, they will capture the most rewarding and precious memories that money cannot buy. It'll only happen by spending time with their children when they are small. Tracy Greenwood, who is the pastor's wife in Newport, Tennessee, said this about one of her children. Listen as I quote her. Our four-year-old son, Ray, always had a navy blue sheet had always had navy blue sheets on his bed. One afternoon, I put a set of white sheets on his bed without telling him. That night, when he pulled the bedspread back, he let out a shrill, Mommy, look, Jesus washed, washed my sheets as white as snow. 
It is times like this that make it worth being a mom. There is one thing that we learn from this illustration, and that is this mother had been teaching her child about Jesus. Although her little boy thinks that Jesus can wash the bed sheets as white as snow, this mother is already instilling in her son the ability to understand the greatest truths in the world. This morning I ask you as mothers and grandmothers, who is teaching your children and grandchildren about Jesus and about salvation? Are you letting the Sunday school teachers do it? Are you letting the pastors do it? Oh, yes, that is good. But do they hear the words of the gospel fall from your lips? There is no greater or higher privilege for a mother than introducing her child to the creator of the universe, and his name is Jesus Christ. One of my favorite stories that is told is of King Josiah. Let me read for you two portions of scripture um, uh, that describes his rule. The first one is found in 2 Kings chapter 22, verses 1 through 2. Listen. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for 31 years. His mother's name was Jedidah, and the daughter of Adiah. She was from Boscath. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. Now, the second portion of Scripture is just another verse, and that's found in Second Chronicles, verse uh, verse thirty. I'm um, Second Chronicles, chapter thirty-four, verse three. And of course, this is talking about Josiah again. It says this, In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father David. In the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places of Asherah poles, carved images, and cast images. Close quote. Now, here's the background of Josiah so that you can understand. His grandfather's name was Manasseh, and he was an extremely wicked king. So Josiah didn't learn how to serve the Lord from him. His father was Amon, and he was also an evil king. So Josiah didn't learn about the Lord from him. The place where he received his instruction and his heart was made tender before the Lord was with his mother. Then when he ascended to the throne, he was instructed by a group of men who were faithful and devoted to the law. In the 18th year of Josiah's reign, when he found the book of the law in the temple, he began following it. Josiah yielded his heart to the Lord each step of the way, but it all started with his mother. This cannot be emphasized enough. As a mother... 
You have not, or you don't have to know everything about the Bible or about God, but you can certainly lay the foundations that your child will build upon. You ought to be the first to tell him, tell him or her about Jesus and then introduce this precious child to the Lord. Then as this child grows and matures into adulthood, you will be there to help guide him or her onto the right paths through your prayers and through your encouragement. Here is something to ponder. When you as a mother have done your best in raising your child and pointing him or her towards the Lord, pay close attention to these three things. Number one, if your child is successful, becomes a model person, and he or she serves the Lord with a whole heart, don't think it was your excellent job and being a wonderful mother, and that's why he turned out so great. Just say this, by the grace of God and by depending upon the Lord, there go I and there go my child. Number two, when your child rebels, does everything to defy you and walks away from God, don't let yourself live in a sea of guilt. He or she is an individual that God has created with a choice. And you can't exercise it for your child. However, you can continue to pray, continue to encourage, and continue other people to pray. And when you continue to pray, God can still move and he will work whether they are young or old. Remember, you have a mighty influence upon your child through your prayers, your encouragement, and the life that you live. I close with this thought on the powerful influence on May, or in May 1998, a paper uh, in the paper of the Star Phoenix told this story. Listen closely. It said this, In order to bring a broken satellite back to Earth, its creators are sending it to the moon. The satellite, originally called Asia Sat 3, was launched in December of 1997 from Kazakhstan to provide television and telephone service in Asia. But the Russian built Proton launching rocket malfunctioned, leaving the satellite in an orbit too low or too tilted relative to the equator to be. Useful. In other words, it was in the wrong orbit and it was of no use whatsoever. The engineers at Hughes, which built the $200 million satellite, said its on, uh, said its onboard motor could be used to send it to the moon. Think about that. It could go to the moon now. The moon's gravity when it, it would travel around the moon, the moon's gravity would then be used to slingshot the satellite into an orbit back around the Earth. Can you believe that? That's incredible. How many of us here to this morning would have thought that the influence of the moon's gravity could be used to propel a satellite back into orbit? I want you to think about this more. 
In the same way, God has uh, God can use the life of a godly mother to influence her child back into a relationship with the Lord. That's what He can do. Remember, when is your task as a mother complete? And what did we talk about? The answer is not until your youngest child is in an old folks home or gone home to be with the Lord. That might be before you. But up until that point, you are called to pray, to encourage, and to live a life as an example. And to do everything that you can to share with your child. I want to say to every mother today, Happy Mother's Day. And we thank you for the noble work that you do for serving the Lord as you serve your children. And it will be rewarded before the Lord as you live a godly life and you instruct your children in the ways of the Lord. Let's close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you for each mother that you have given the noble calling for raising children. I pray, Father, that you would have your hand upon them. And each mother today, whether their child is young or old, that you would give them strength and guidance, how they ought to pray for their children, how they ought to um, uh, direct and guide and encourage them. No matter how old a mother may be, and no matter how old a child will be, There is always something that a mom can do. And we pray that you would endow them with your wisdom and your guidance and direction. Now Philippians chapter 4 verses 8 through 9 says this. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely... Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or have heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. We thank you for joining us and for being with us as we worship together. And as you go this week, may you remember mothers in prayer. Come and join us next week when we also worship the Lord together.